0: In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about corpse shooting stars, terrible situations, and so many deaths. So many deaths. In our discussion of Shades of Earth by Beth Revis. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers.
1: I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Shades of Earth by Beth Revis. Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional
0: Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yay! <laughs> eee!
1: It's book three. I know. It's the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> And it comes with a bonus episode. It does, it does. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that episode is real fun. It's ridiculous and ludicrous it's, and fantastic in everywhere possible. It's not terrible. <laughs> 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 uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> terrible <laughs> Inside joke
0: uh-huh. 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 Listen to the bonus episode You
1: can be <laughs> in on it <laughs> Is it an inside joke or is it a callback? Because technically it's a callback for us It's this wibbly wobbly timey whiny thing again Indeed it is And also
0: the terribleness came from something that we did last year,
1: so it's all it's all timey wimey. All oh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Okay. Speaking of last year, do you have any background information for me? I do. <laughs> I,
0: that was, I mean, a really great segue. We're so <laughs> good at segues. so professional. So professional. I I learned, I learned that the. Remember, remember that live episode we did with the girl in the machine, and it was really, really great. And that's also by Beth Revis. Remember that? Remember? remember yes. That? I learned from an email by Beth Revis that we got personally, the two of us, um, that the collection, the short story collection featuring that story, is getting a new cover and is being released around Christmas time. So everyone mm. needs to get that because it's in print yes. and it'll be really really cool. Yes. Yeah. So everyone,
1: go and get that. Yes. Yes. Should we pause while you pre-order? Yes. That's plenty of time. Okay, it's plenty of time. It's plenty yeah. of time. You can press. You can literally press pause to do that.
0: You can. We'll, well multitask. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It might not even be available for pre-order yet. So <laughs> Anyway, but as soon as it is, everyone go and pre-order it. It's important. Yes.
1: So Very excited. Very yeah. Excited about that.
0: Yeah, but let's but we need to we need to talk about Shades of Earth. The, that is true. The end of the Across the Universe trilogy. How do you feel? I, what are your initial thoughts?
1: no words only sounds and Uh an action if you're watching the bonus to your video
0: Mm. yes that's better what you just did is better than the um facial expressions we were making last time you know with the gentle sucking
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're space ready Mm -hmm. space space out
0: of our systems (laughs) it's not it's never out of our system no Mm -hmm. no it's
1: always there no
0: it's always there forever oh the end of this series though
1: (sighs) you did i want to say one but one's you know you preemptively said the last book will blow my little mind yeah i did yeah yeah i did
0: right Right. Yeah. yeah 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 okay well let's talk about it Okay. Amy and Elder are moments away from hitting the big red button that will take their shuttle down to Centauri Earth. Are we ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? No. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Do it. Do it. it. Elder presses the button for automated landing. It's a rough flight down, especially for those who were unable to safely strap in. As they hit the atmosphere, it's like the shuttle is trying to shake them out. And the ground is coming toward them real fast when manual control turns on. Between them, Amy and Elder are able to land in one piece. As they catch their breath, Elder is sure something hit the craft.
1: Ooh, Ooh, but what? Mysteries and secrets. Something something terrible. Well, in the terribleness, there is chaos in the main hold, where the rest of the people that chose to leave Godspeed were travelling. There are injuries all over, scared and shaken people, and at least one person died because their tether slipped and choked them.
0: Yikes. But hey, do you know what we like? Immediate deaths.
1: Exactly, chapter one. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> in the middle, ignoring it all, is Amy. Amy. <laughs> More concerned with unfreezing her parents, more than 100 units are being unfrozen at once. Finally, Amy snaps out of watching her parents slowly defrost, and Kit shows her how to triage the injured. At least they're
0: finally being defrosted, and she doesn't have to keep going there and staring at their naked bodies.
1: Just get this image of, you know, when you use a microwave on defrost mode, which I hate, by Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, constantly prodding it to go, oh, no, it's a bit cooked at the end. This is not going to be good.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Burnt on the outside and frozen on the
1: inside. Yeah. Yeah, just just tossed away. It's full of salmonella.
0: Mm. There's a loud, shrieking cry from outside the shuttle that Elder needs to investigate. No, man. Elder, don't go out there. Don't do that. That's stupid. we <laughs> break the team. Mm. Amy passes him a gun, though begs for him to wait for her father. Elder knows it's his job as leader to his people, so he's got to do it. He's scared. Very scared. But overrides the door lock anyway. It's so different outside. The two suns are so bright. There are no walls. He's surrounded by trees, and the air feels different. Then he hears the shrieking cry again, and a monstrous pterodactyl like creature
1: lands close by. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> it's Potato. <laughs>
0: Before Elder can react, the creature rushes him. As the creature strikes Elder, a shot whizzes by, scaring it off. It's Amy. <clears throat> Amy is able to get Elder back inside and checks his wounds before she tells everyone that he's okay. That's when Amy hears someone say her name. Her father and mother are behind her. Oh, But you know what? They mm-hmm. have no idea that she's been awake for the past three months. And they have no idea of all the horrors that happened on Godspeed.
1: Oh. 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 Well, Amy's father's military training kicks in, and he starts snapping orders and trying to assess the situation, even though Amy tries to explain and keeps trying to explain, but he ignores her. Uh,
0: Insert huge eye roll here. Oh, my God, this game condescending.
1: He's so condescending. He's the worst. Spoilers, he's an asshat and we're going to be on about that. Oh, he is. Oh, he's the worst. So, all of this scares the shipborn and it's made worse by his handling of their dead. Oh, God. And what they look, talk and dress differently. When they head to the armory, Amy knows it's going to get worse. Elder steps into the room and Amy introduces them to her father, Colonel Robert Martin. Colonel Martin is sceptical of Elder. I mean, come on, he's just a kid. But he's a kid with all the room cords and demands their respect. Yeah, you do. Elder lets him and his second arm themselves. Elder.
0: Elder can't see Amy in her father, but he does see similarities to Eldest, which makes him wary because fucking yikes, Eldest. Eldest is not happy. Colonel Martin is also not happy. He says they need one leader between the two peoples and that he should be the one to take command. (laughs) No. uh Uh-uh. Jerk. Elder rejects this, saying he's willing to work With the colonel for everyone's well-being and, you know, support his orders, so long as they are not at the detriment of his own. Elder is so great the colonel is somewhat condescending toward elder which is not surprising to anyone and he refuses to listen to the situation and he doesn't even flinch when elder says that it's been several generations several centuries since they've had contact with soul earth elder lets them access the computer system and with a 10-digit military code they receive comms from earth
1: Whoa. whoa
0: whoa earth
1: soul earth oh my gosh Well, the comms tells them that there have been advances in technology since the ship left. There should be a space station in orbit, and when the landing was registered, an automated shuttle with supplies was sent. Wow, that is leaps and bounds in technology. Uh,
0: yeah, since it's taken hundreds and hundreds of years for them to get here, and now you can do everything
1: like that. They don't know that yet. (laughs) Hmm. The voice starts to tell them of the dangers on the planet, but cuts out as the creature attacks again. Colonel Martin and his executive officer, Emma, to take a small team out to the planet, ostensibly to find a probe to establish communication with Earth, but they might go and shoot some indigenous creatures too. Of course, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> Elder wants to go, but the colonel tells him to look after his people. Amy wants to go, but she would get in the way, so she stomps off like a petulant child to hide in a biolab. But Orion is slowly defrosting. Oh, Orion. One of the Earthborn,
0: Juliana Robertson, is wailing. She just found out that her husband was murdered. Remember that? Remember when all those it's people were murdered? It's an understandable reaction, really. Yeah, it really is. She wants to know which freak did it. And as the shipborn turned to Elder, she misinterprets the look for accusation at him and throws a punch. The situation descends into chaos and no one is listening to Elder as he stands on a table for attention. Nothing calms down until Colonel Martin comes back. Finally he wants to talk to Amy. Son of a bitch.
1: Amy tries to explain but her dad seems a little hostile and accuses her of sounding like them. Oh my god this
0: is like where the rage really really sets in.
1: Oh yes Don't, oh yes. don't us and them them Mm-mm. Just, you, you feel that's, that you, you know the, your blood boiling right now Uh huh. It's it's a simmer you know. Yeah Keep it going <laughs> Amy tells him the best thing he could do is let everyone go outside and see the planet to, to give them something to fight for and he actually listens to this advice. Oh my god I know. When Amy and Elder get the opportunity to look around with the military guard, Amy is astounded by the beauty of the planet. Elder looks around as if trying to see the walls. At the tree line, Elder points out an animal footprint with what looks like a razor claw. Jesus. Mm. Unfortunately, it is destroyed by one of the military people before they can report it back to the biologists. Whoops. As they walk back to the shuttle... They notice two black marks on the side of the ship. As the inspect, a young officer, Chris, flirting with Amy, ushers them back inside. It's so awkward,
0: the flirting. Ooh, it is. Ooh, it's so awkward. <laughs> As the shipborn and the earthborn settle down for the night, the disparity between them becomes more evident. While shipborn sleep against walls or each other, the earthborn have comfortable sleeping bags. Amy's mother, Maria, tells her, with disdain in her voice, that they should have been better prepared. They had centuries to do so.
1: Rage is starting.
0: I know, oh my gosh, how terrible are these earthborn people?
1: Butcher is. All an alarm blares throughout the shuttle waking everyone up there is something wrong with the computer sensors and everyone has to evacuate in 15 minutes or risk being trapped inside the shuttle oh no some of the shipborne aren't leaving they're so scared and it isn't until Amy uses Fidas patches Kit has that she can get them out Amy is ordered by her father to stay with Chris because he doesn't trust the shipborn. oh
0: fuck you man
1: Elder is trying to look after his people, but is also watching Amy and Chris flirting. Mm. It's mega awkward. Mm. Mm-mm. Overhead, one of the huge reptilian birds glides past. Thankfully, it moves on. Thank
0: goodness. We don't need any more terrible things to happen right now.
1: Last thing I need is a pterodactyl boyfriend.
0: Ooh. But don't you Ooh. want one? Ooh, with a tiny Ooh.
1: backpack. Ooh, oh yeah, purple
0: yeah, tell nose. Oh yeah. Ooh, he's also <clears throat> he's also in a band. Oh, and does he squawk? Oh, he does. Oh. As they find a water source, the sky grows darker with an approaching storm. The thunder and lightning scares the shipborn cause they have never fucking heard it before. They need shelter. Someone notices ruins across the lake, which could mean sentient life on the planet. But Elder's immediate concern is getting his people safe before they truly start panicking. The Earthborns just don't understand the reactions of the shipborn. Because they don't think about anyone but themselves because they're garbage people. (laughs) As everyone races to the shelter of the ruins, which just so happened to be the perfect size for humans, Amy revels in the rain, dancing and twirling and kissing Elder. Mm. They go up to the second story, away from everyone else, where they find little tick-like bugs and flowers freshly opened from what seems to be Spanish moss. Suddenly, Amy passes out. It's not Spanish moss. Because there's
1: no (laughs) Spain. Not at all. They're not on Earth. They're not on Earth at all. Elder picks Amy up and runs for medical help. They find Earthborn medics and her father. As they look over Amy, Colonel Martin rages at Elder. This is his doing. He did this. If anything happens to Amy, it's Elder's fault. He can't keep her safe. Oh, rage! Amy finally wakes up after 24 hours, looks around and doesn't see Elder. The flowers, after its rain, seem to emit a neurotoxin that traps the bugs and the smelling of flowers did the same thing to Amy. Oh. While Amy was unconscious, one of the shipborn was discovered to be missing as well as one of the doctors from Earth. As Amy is talking to her father about the communication link to Earth, which isn't working anymore, Emma radios that she found the shipborne and the Earthborne tracker sent to find her. Both are dead. <sighs>
0: but terrible. Amy finds Elder and tells him what has happened. Elder is frustrated that no one knew exactly what they had to deal with down here, when they realize some one did. Orion. Oh, and he's been defrosting with no one to reset his timer. Oh, shit! <laughs> they both take off at a run for the shuttle. As they arrive, Amy asks Elder why he wasn't there when she woke. He was! He was hiding under the window where she slept. But he only apologized. They managed to get into the shuttle and find Orion, covered in cryo-goo and weak, blind, and dying since they didn't prepare him before being frozen. Before Orion dies, he gives them a clue about the creatures on the planet. He calls Elder the Little Prince, like the book from his clues, and Amy pulls it out from a hidden crevice. Ta-da! They look at the underlying text, but the clue is in an illustration. Who are the real monsters? Mm. I think we know the answer to that question.
1: <laughs> Before Amy and Elder leave the shuttle, Elder tells Amy that her parents forced him away. Amy realizes she doesn't resent him for not being there, but she wanted him to be there. Chris comes out of the trees then and tells them to get back to the ruins for a colony-wide announcement. Rather than offering comfort, the Colonel's speech makes everyone terrified. Oh God! Because the fear of the unknown is the greatest source of fear there is. Oh, this guy. Elder grows uneasy with the Colonel's words. Soldiers or slaves.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: As Elder gets to work giving
0: out food rations and digging holes for the latrines, Amy wants to look at the little prince for more clues. Elder doesn't have time for this, and Amy stomps off. Suddenly, as Elder's pickaxe hits the ground, the ground gives way, and they fall into what looks like a man-made tunnel. The tunnel walls are smooth. Feeling around the floor, Elder finds something. A scale? With the area closed while the military investigates, Elder starts helping to lay the pipe. When he tries to go to the lake, however, one of the colonel's men stops him, saying, It's forbidden. What is the colonel trying to hide?
1: Everything, because he's the worst. Amy has been hiding away, studying the little prince when her mother asks her to help in the lab. One of the scientists asks about the Fiders pump, but Amy only tells them it distributed bad drugs to the populace before Elder broke it and won't say anything more. Chris is there and staring at the Fiders pump. Later, Amy, with her mother and Chris, go out looking for samples. In the foliage, they hear something, a ripping, a slurping sound. They see the missing doctor, the terrible creature eating him. Jesus. The doctor is still alive. Chris and Amy start to shoot. Jeeems.
0: Yikes. Elder is very suspicious and wants to find out what is going on. So, he starts investigating the area. He's particularly interested in the ruins, obviously man-made, but... By who? For whom? Mm -hmm. Hiking up a trail, Elder can see the expanse of the lake, the fish swimming in it, trying to understand what the colonel is trying to hide. It's then Elder realizes it's not the lake the colonel is hiding. It's what's behind it.
1: The probe. (gasps) The bodies of the doctor and the terror are taken back to the lab, and Amy's mom is preparing to examine and autopsy them. The doctor was alive and still moving while he was being eaten, but didn't react to it at all. Mm -mm. Not to the biting, not to the chewing.
0: Oh, how do you not react to that?
1: (sighs) When Mariah pulls the reading from the first test, it shows the doctor was recently injected with Earth-made genetic modification. What?! Mmm.
0: After curfew that night, Elder sneaks to Amy's tent. He's going to investigate the probe, if she wants to come. Heck yeah, she does! (laughs) (laughs) The area around the probe is flat and asphalt. There seems to be a compound built over it. There's something metal embedded in the asphalt markings and what looks like a structure underneath. It's a runway. And it looks like it was recently used. The hell is going on here? What? Going into the structure, Amy and Elder find a locked door with a thumb scanner. Amy tries it, and it lets her in, registering her as a human. What? What? It just keeps getting Those worse in the best way. Pterodactyls don't have
1: thumbs. Pterodactyls
0: don't have thumbs. What is going on? Cock-cock. Slap out. Inside, they find the same symbol of the FRX as on Godspeed and a plaque memorializing those lost on Godspeed. Turns Hmm. out, Elder and this group weren't the first to colonize Centauri Earth. These ruins were made by the ones who came before. But where are they now? Taking a look at the computer system, Elder is able to play the same message he heard on the shuttle when they arrived amy thinks it's earth but then they both realize it's a recording and no help is coming
1: it's awful it's awful in the best way yeah well there's more recordings too and that doesn't make any sense jeez so stop playing them there are video feeds from various locations in Godspeed. Ooh. And the situation looks dire. People are rushing about in desperate hurry or stopped might have given up. Oh. It looks like the alarms are blaring. The engine, which no one bothered to look after after the explosion on the bridge, must be finally giving up. Oh, no. I mean, it was old before, but now, yeah, Elder mm. doesn't want to see this. He Mm-mm. doesn't, he just can't. The video flicks to the hospital and the Plague Eldest statue when Amy realises the last clue from the little prince was about the Plague Eldest's robe. Remember those big ostentatious <laughs> robes? <Ooh. laughs> part Joseph and his technical dream court, yeah. part drag queen. Yeah, yeah, those. Barty comes into view then, stops and stares at the statue. He pulls something out of his pocket It's a little black square. Oh no. Oh no, not the black patches. That's not good. (laughs) I mean, Barty's an ass, but yeah, it's not good.
0: Yeah, it's not good that he's contemplating suicide.
1: After what? Three days? (laughs) Not that long. Godspeed did not last. No. (laughs) Generation or two? (laughs) No. No. Eight minutes.
0: As they're heading back to the colony, Emma watches them, realizes they weren't out snogging, and tries to warn Amy and Elder, but the colonel comes stomping by. As they head back in, the colonel's prejudice against the shipborne comes rearing out. Amy confronts him about the choice he gave her, and his explanation is lacking, and his apology is hollow. Amy loves her father, but she's just not sure she can trust him. Mm. And we all
1: agree. (laughs) Well, the next morning, Amy wakes Elder up in a panic. Kit has gone missing. No,
0: not Kit.
1: (laughs) While the colonel is unconcerned, Elder is very worried. Within an hour, he has 100 volunteers armed, with farm tools and sharpened sticks. The sight worries the colonel. One of the pregnant shipborn saw Kit during the night and points to the guard who was on duty. It was Chris. And no, he didn't make sure Kit got back to her tent safely. As the search parties leave and forbidden to go, Emma sneaks to Amy and gives her a glass cube, saying she and Elder aren't military. So they don't have to follow the orders and blindly accept everything. Mm. Mm. Amy hides the cube in her sleeping bag. Interesting. Interesting.
0: I do like, though, you know, you're not military. You don't have to do what they say, you can do whatever you want.
1: <laughs> mm. Here you go, Chuck. <laughs>
0: Maria runs further tests on the tarot's blood and finds more Earth-made genetic modification biomarkers in it. What? What is going on? Hmm. So
1: many questions.
0: After a while, Elder comes into the lab. Maria wants to ask him the species of the fetuses in the tube in the lab. Elder tells them they're human, but they can be disposed of. Ooh, nothing too specific. Not, hey,
1: that's a million more me's in there. <laughs> my brothers! My brothers, myself! My brothers, my fathers, my uncles, my cousins, what the heck? <laughs> As they are drained out,
0: Chris gets a calm. Kit's body has been
1: found.
0: Oh, no. Kit!
1: Kit's body is brought straight to the lab and it's clearly not an animal that killed her. Oh. The wounds look like they've come from exploding rounds. Oh, God. Maria pulls shards of what looks like glass from the wounds. Oh. Elder checks Kit's lab coat and finds different med patches but not the green fighters' patches. After a long time helping her mum try and figure out what happened to Kit Amy returns to her tent. She drops the glass cube Emma gave her glows brightly what is this what is going on (laughs) more questions amy sneaks out with the cube wrapped up to show elder they work out that it must be some kind of solar charge light there are square holes under every window in the ruins so they charge all day to give a light off at night it could be the same thing charging the compound Ooh, that
0: is interesting.
1: Ooh.
0: Amy and Elder head to the shuttle lab to test the bodies for phytus. The blood samples from those who have died on the planet all show phytus to varying degrees, except Kit, who had none. But how? Phytus was developed on Godspeed, wasn't it? It's a head scratcher. As they head back to the ruins, they run into Chris again. Amy sends Elder back to his tent, and Chris returns Amy to hers. Mm -hmm. Chris is edgy and tries to tell Amy something, which she assumes is about the probe, and so she thanks him for his trust.
1: (laughs) Hmm. The next day, Elder heads to the shuttle, intent on checking the stocks of Kit's medical supplies. Once on board, Elder, he is shouting. Amy and her father are fighting, and next to them is Emma's body. Oh my gosh, so many Everyone's deaths. Dying. I know. The colonel calls Amy hysterical. <gasps> and we all rich. We all erupt in flames. And once again, he dismisses her and any explanation or help she may be able to provide. Oh my god, just listen for once! (sighs) Amy tells him there are aliens on the planet, and the colonel insists they don't need to know. Oh god. Elder even tells him they know about the bio-lock at the compound, But still, the Colonel insists he knows nothing. When the Colonel leaves, Elder follows and resignedly, the Colonel takes him to the compound. Chris is stationed there and gives Elder a weary look as they go inside. Oh, man.
0: Inside, the Colonel tells Elder what he knows. That there was a colony before them who built the ruins and the compound, and that they're all dead. Chris found recordings and shows Elder a video. Glass made on the planet stores solar energy, and these were manufactured and sent back to Earth via a space station in orbit. Chris was able to explain that through tesseracts and wormholes, travel between the planets is much shorter now, and they should be able to receive help. Then, they can wage war on the alien presence on the planet.
1: In the lab, test results show Emma had Fidus in her too. What? Where is it coming from? (laughs) Later in the day, Elder comes to the shuttle and he and Amy talk about what they have found out. Amy has found out that the Terrors have a mix of DNA from Sol Earth, Centauri Earth, and Gen Mod material. While Elder is convinced that the Colonel it's just like Eldest. <laughs> Neither are I. <laughs> Amy insists her father is fairer. I don't she think so, man. of the planet, having fired us, and wishes they'd stayed on Godspeed. Elders is glad they came to the planet, regardless of the lies and secrets and t- certainties and deaths. So many deaths. So many deaths. So many deaths. The conversation eventually ends with Amy and Elder having sex. What? Fade black. Ooh.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Amy ducks out a short time later. It wouldn't do for her parents to know what she's been up to. And she bumps into Chris, who is on guard. Oh my God, he's like a double decker bus. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. They walk to the lab so Amy can run some more tests. They talk about the planet, but Amy becomes distracted and falls over a tree root. Chris catches her with what seems to be super speed. Chris then encourages Amy to listen to the planet. And to Amy, it sounds like Earth. Chris obviously reads Amy's signals wrong now and kisses her. Dude. This is... Super awkward, considering what she was just doing with Elder. And Amy pushes him away. It seems, despite Amy and Elder not exactly being secretive about their attraction, Chris didn't realize they were a thing. Because he's blind. (laughs) Wait, he's not blind.
1: He's not blind. No, that was Orion.
0: Oh, oh, Oh. oh, oh. Later, as Elder eavesdrops on Amy's parents, who are looking at the scale he found, which is now glowing, Elder spots Amy and Chris returning and sees Chris attempt another kiss. Dude. Which Amy rebuffs. Thank oh goodness.
1: God. Dude, Chris, leave her alone, you creep. No. Means. No. Guy's a creep. Yeah, he is. He is. The next morning, as the colony is waking, there is a rumble and an exploding sound. As Elder runs with the colonel and other military personnel, he sees the shuttle ripped to pieces, and with it, the food stores, the embryos of the earth animals, the lab, and Harley's last painting.
0: Oh no, Harley!
1: His last tie to Godspeed.
0: Oh no, that's heartbreaking.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He finds a glass orb that looks similar to the cube Amy had. When the Colonel shoots it, a two-foot crater is left. Elder turns to the Colonel and tells him that this proves it's the aliens trying to kill them. At the compound, the Colonel explains everything to Elder, Amy and Maria, and later to all the colonists. They aren't the first colonists to land from Earth, The people who built the ruins and compound were, and they were wiped out by the native population. He's made contact with Earth, and they are sending aid and should reach the space station orbit in five days. Those who are weak, injured or sick will be sent up to the space station, where there are provisions that will last them until they can return to Earth. He is also being given access to a weapon that will help eradicate the threat. This is all received with some very mixed reactions. Whoa. Whoa. That's a bombshell and a half. Yeah, it is. It's a glass orb bombshell. It really, it really is.
0: It takes hours and lots of arguments for people to be loaded into the auto shuttle for transport to the space station. With the last two tubes, the colonel turns to his wife and daughter. Elder is standing, still watching Amy. He won't leave, and he doesn't want her to leave. He feels helpless. Amy steps forward, says her goodbyes to her mom, and turns to her dad. And she says she is staying. She isn't going to run. Thank goodness she's finally standing up to him because he's an asshole. The colonel is pissed as he turns to the computer and starts the launch sequence. From inside Maria's box, a red light can be seen flashing and the people start banging and thrashing inside their boxes. The boxes whoosh open and Amy breathes in some of the air that was released. Everything slows down and she feels numb. Everyone in the boxes is dead. It wasn't oxygen being pumped into them, but a strong concentration of phytus. <sighs> and there are nearly 500 more deaths. What's our toll up to now?
1: I've lost count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's awful. I shouldn't be laughing because that was a dreadful
1: scene. It was more of a hysterical laugh than a funny ha-ha laugh. Yeah. Than, in fairness. Yeah, as you can imagine, it was chaos afterwards. Elder is able to use a volume amplifier to get everyone back to the ruins, the only place of potential safety. Amy is starting to come round from the fighter's doors, and she's broken from seeing her mom's death. Mm. As of now, the colonel's priority is getting the big gun and the space station ready to wipe out the aliens as the colonists wait for Earth's backup. The colonel turns to Chris and asks him, if there is anything else he needs to know. Elder notices this exchange and asks the colonel if there's anything else he is hiding. The colonel says Elder knows everything he knows. (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I do not believe that. Not for one, even half of one
1: second. (laughs) He saw his nose grow like Pinocchio.
0: (laughs) Elder has a plan. With, with Thank goodness. With Chris and Amy's help, He is going to reprogram the auto-shuttle to go to Godspeed, find Orion's last clue, and bring the rest of his people down to the planet. And, you know, the meager supplies that they still have. Mm. It's great. He'll release the bodies of the fallen to the stars. Amy and Chris are both enthusiastic for this, if it saves the colonists, brings help from Godspeed... And stops the colonel from killing the alien species. Can I just say here that it's you're the aliens. Yeah. Not them. Thank you. You You are the aliens. It's been bugging me throughout the entire thing. I know he's such an asshole. Uh, (laughs) Chris. (laughs) The aliens. Chris is able to reprogram the auto shuttle based on the camera footage frequently coming from Godspeed, and Elder flies off. This happens just as the colonel and his military storm the compound, initially thinking that they're the alien threat, and then demanding to know what has happened. The colonel thinks they are foolish, but Amy sees that her father is just out for revenge, which is polluting his opinion and the best course of action for the colony...
1: Because he's a shithead. What an asshole. Elder ascends quickly, much quicker than he expected. And as he rises, he releases the bodies of the 499 fighters' victims to the stars. Ah, so sad. As he draws closer to Godspeed, he touches his YCOM and instructs it to connect to Barty. Barty answers and offers to throw a party if Elder can really come back to Godspeed. Elder tells him to start baking a cake. <laughs> that cake's probably awful, just saying. Fake meat and fake vegetables and fake everything. <laughs> Elder manages to get the shuttle connector to attach to Godspeed using kamikaze tactics <laughs> in an airless void of space without a spacesuit that would best not tell me about
0: don't tell her that you're floating around in the void of space
1: again Elder (laughs) it's not terrible at all on Centauri
0: Earth, Amy has given her father and Chris the idea of using the purple flowers against the aliens should they attack the colony. Though the Colonel dismisses Amy's suggestions. He actually considers Chris's if they use the flowers by his capabilities as a smoke. So I'm not going to listen to my daughter, who has a brilliant plan, but when Chris says it,
1: it's fine. So not only is he racist, he's misogynistic, too. God, is
0: an asshole. <laughs> the remaining scientists aren't able to say if the plan will work but it's worth a try they dig trenches and fill them with the purple flowers packing anything flammable with them it takes hours but they have some form of protection constructed that night they are attacked
1: just in time the aliens are silent camouflaged green wearing scaly armour. Amy sees the fuse being lit for the trenches, and the aliens walk through the smoke, completely unaffected. (sighs) Sneaking out, Amy makes her way to the compound, intent on seeing if Elder has been able to send a message back to them, with the key to survival. On godspeed, Elder is unconscious, but alive. Barty and Doc were able to pull him inside, and give him oxygen. The tether is, amazingly, secure. Barty starts asking a million questions, but Elder doesn't answer them yet, only telling him him that he can bring their people to the planet. But the threat is real, and the key to surviving may be in the statue of the Plague Eldest. Oh my gosh.
0: (sighs) These clues, man. These clues. (laughs) They're finally leading to something big. (laughs) Amy is making her way through the foliage, heading to the compound, when she is grabbed by Chris. Together, they run for it, making it inside as explosions pepper the sky. Chris starts trying to open comms to Godspeed. On Godspeed, Elder and Barty topple the statue, but they need to break it apart, so they stuff it into a graph tube, send it up, and then turn the tube off. Smash! Inside is a small box. The original copies of recordings by the Plague Eldest.
1: Ooh, Ooh, good stuff! Eventually, Amy and Chris are able to connect to Elder. They choose not to tell Elder what is happening since he can't do anything to help, and he is busy bringing down the rest of the people from Godspeed. Elder, however, has videos for them to watch. They are going to be happy.
0: (laughs) No one's happy now.
1: No one's happy now.
0: The plague eldest, the last captain of Godspeed, Albert Davis, fills the screen. He tells whoever is listening that they aren't the first colonists to Centauri Earth. Twenty years before Godspeed was due to land, Earth sent probes and found valuable resources. Then they got impatient and colonized it before they even got there. Now, they don't know what to do with them. The camera cuts to a sharply dressed woman, an FRX representative, who instructs it to be turned off. When the recording starts again, Captain Davis is in a conference room with the woman. She doesn't realize she's being recorded. The woman says, the original colony was difficult, and they've begun limiting supplies of the solar glass. The FR ranks do not expect the people on Godspeed to help produce weapons. They just want energy cubes. To help with the solar radiation sickness they will suffer on the planet, they've kindly brought a gen-modification vaccine that will ensure they and their future generations will be safe. Isn't that kind? It's
1: it's not a an evil plot at all. It's not gen modification to make them in any way, shape or form. I you know, Mindless slaves? Yeah. Not at all. In the lab on Godspeed, the scientists tell Captain Davis that the vaccine is gen mod mixed with another drug they've named... Fidus. Oh, damn, it's Fidus. <sighs> shit. Oh, shit. Shite. <laughs> He's shite. Turns him into obedient dogs. No, man. And sitting in the lab, see your girl, the scientist's test subject, and Captain Davis's daughter. Oh. No. So far, they can't reverse the effect. No. They think the first colony must have already been given the drug. Our woman, dressed in red, says the people on Godspeed have already voted to land the ship. They will do so even if they need to fight the FRX or the captain. Davis says you will not. He uses a modified fidus to keep everyone from fighting and the rebellion subdued. Before the feed cuts out, Captain Davis' daughter fills the screen. She has startling blue eyes and strange irises. Amy has seen those before. On Chris, who has a gun levelled at her head.
0: Oh, <laughs> shite! Fraxing shite!
1: Fraxing shite!
0: Back up on Godspeed, Elder and Barty are helping with the preparations to leave. Elder checks the playback sent to Amy and notices it has stopped. Through the comms, he hears Amy and Chris's voices. Chris has the same strange irises as Captain Davis's daughter because he's a descendant of the first colony. When the colonel came to inspect the probe the first time he left with nine he came back with ten no one questioned it <sighs> he explains he has fitus in his dna but his adrenal gland has mutated so he isn't the mindless slave earth wanted to make others like him mutated in the same way able to resist Fitus. they call them rogue hybrids the monsters aren't monsters, they're people, modified to be stronger, faster, and able to see at night. But according to Earth, they don't count as people. Mm. Garbage. The
1: Garbage. Colonel knew Chris wasn't a frozen either. He thought he was the survivor of the original colony and Chris helped make sure he thought aliens were the real threat. But the Colonel is persistent. The weapon on the space station will kill all the mutated humans as it will attack at the genetic level. Amy wants to know why kill them.
0: Good question, Amy. Why? Why do we have to murder them? Why can't we just talk to them like people?
1: Collateral damage. (laughs) But they're all part of the problem. It's us. Or them. Oh, there's no words. There are no words. It's all rage sounds. Elder has been listening to all this. He looks in the box from the statue and sees a formula inside for inhibitor meds. It might yet stand a chance. As Amy begs for her life, Elder shouts, Wait!
0: Elder tells them he has the formula for the inhibitor meds. They can cure the first colonists. Just then, the colonel comes rushing in. He's ready to set off the weapon when Chris shows him the first colonists so he can put faces to the genocide he's about to commit. (laughs) But guess what? This doesn't affect the colonel at all. (sighs) He's so bent on vengeance. And he starts aiming the weapon.
1: It's there is a it. fight for the weapon and three rogue hybrids enter the control room clad in the scale armour. They declare this ends now and demand their surrender and that Earth stand down. The colonel sits down, opens comms to Earth and tells them rogues have taken over and to arm the biological weapon. Oh, so what wrong. an asshole. He's so terrible. He's halfway through giving them his military authorization code when the colonel and rogue leader start scrapping. The voice in the end of the Earth Calm states it needs the full code before it will eliminate its slave force. Jesus. While the colonel is fighting, the third rogue steps forward, grabs Amy, and injects an icy hot liquid. Oh no. They have genetically modified her. She is no longer human. The colonel lunges for Chris, and suddenly a gunshot goes off. Amy's dad falls to the floor in front of her.
0: Yikes, but Ooh. not at the same time. <sighs> I mean, it's a way off. <sighs> Elder can't re-establish communication. He only knows Amy is in trouble. The people of Godspeed need to leave now. Elder quickly shows Barty how to operate the shuttle and runs to the emergency pod for one. He'll get to the space station and set off the weapon if it saves Amy. Once inside, he opens comms again and hears Amy and finds out she's been injected and that the Colonel is dead. Elder tells them Barty and the shuttle are coming. They are not to be hurt. He will go to the space station and disable the weapon. They can have the inhibitor formula if they guarantee their safety. The rogue leader demands the space station be destroyed. But Elder doesn't have any weapons. He agrees anyway. What's he gonna do?
1: (laughs) Amy resists Chris's hold with her new added strength. She can see so much more, hear so much better, smell everything. Elder tells Amy he is going to crash Godspeed into the space station and then, sorry, before cutting the comms. Jesus. Elder goes very slowly and pushes Godspeed forward. As warnings about external damage flash, Elder thinks this is going to get a lot worse and sends a silent goodbye to Amy.
0: No. (laughs) Elder. Elder.
1: He can't be happy
0: not happy at all. (laughs) This time instead of being angry, we're sad. Yes. Amy runs outside and looks up into the sky. She can see so many more stars now, but there's only one thing she really wants to see. There's a brief flash of light amongst the stars, and then it's gone. Elder is gone. But he's saved them all. Elder. <laughs> Elder. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why, <laughs> Elder? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amy strides toward the rogue leader, Zane. She is not in the mood to take any shite and demands the release of her people first, and foremost. They take Amy to the city, and the people are empty shells. Worse than the people, on Godspeed. Yikes. Zian suspects the drug was tested on Centauri Earth before being used on Earth itself. They used to have FRX representatives there to supervise. Eventually, they would only visit sporadically, until, not at all, and only occasionally give orders via satellite. Everyone is programmed Everyone is a drawn. Unless they've mutated. Oh. Oh, that
0: just thinking about those people, they're like they're they're just like bonking into walls and stuff and like it's terrible. Like falling in holes and they just keep working. They like it's keep creepy, making it's creepy. It? They're like broken robots. Yeah amy leads the peace negotiations she wants everything written down witnessed and notarized she insists that her colony governs themselves and the first colonists can do the same trust is difficult and people are scared in elder's name people are willing to try a few days later zane has come in one of his big trucks He wants Amy to witness the first try of the inhibitor. As they head into the lab Zane has set up, Chris leans into Amy and whispers that Barty still doesn't trust her. He looks at her like she's a freak. (laughs) Dude, Amy's used to that. She whirls on him, which startles Barty. Amy tells Chris that she will be accepted again because of who she is not. What
1: she is. Chris, you're an absolute I know, oh my god. In the lab, Zane gives a young man the inhibitor and a glass of water. Barty and Amy having given them the potential idea of distribution through the water. Slowly, the man breaks free of the finest's control. Chris wants to show Amy something and takes her down the tunnel to a glass pen where terror is inside. Oh no. Amy's mom was right. They had pterodactyl DNA. The first colonists created them and Fidus helps to control them. Oh, no. He explains that the doctor was taken because the rogue hybrids thought he knew about Fidus. Kit was taken because she couldn't answer their questions. And Emma knew too much about Chris. Oh, God. Amy tells him they should have been honest from the start and valued lives more than secrets.
0: Zane comes to Amy. Soul Earth and the FRX are trying to contact them again. Amy answers the calm, angry, and tells them that they have joined forces with the hybrids and have a cure for the vaccine and it's being distributed. When they threaten to send forces, Amy welcomes them letting them know that they have a decade to create all the weapons they need and will happily blow them out of orbit. This makes Zane howl with laughter and triumph. Amy will never give up her home again.
1: On the computer, Zane points at a blinking light. It's a homing beacon. (sighs) Amy runs with all her hybrid speed that will allow toward the signal. It must be the escape rocket. When she finds the burnt wreckage, there's no body inside. Oh. But then, from behind, Amy. <gasps> it's Elder. He got knocked off course when he crashed. He didn't know where he landed and has a broken leg and arm. Oh my god. As they hold each other, Elder tells Amy he will always come back to her. Oh. The end.
0: Oh, the oh, end.
1: My goodness
0: so happy that elder's alive
1: and that was not a terrible ending at all it was not a terrible ending at all
0: i need a moment
1: yeah yeah me too me too
0: i almost had an emotion (gasps) i know it's been a while
1: whoa i know it's that time it's that time of the year you do one These days, more authors are including mental health content in their books. But do you ever wonder how accurate some of this stuff is? Or do you ever read something where you know the author just gets it? I'm Elise. And I'm Priscilla. And we are Novel Feelings, a podcast where we discuss mental health issues in fiction novels. We are psychologists and book lovers, and we have a lot of opinions. So look for Novel Feelings wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to your show. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. What a series! Right, holy crap! So good, so good. Good sci fi. Mm
1: I honestly do not know where to start with this discussion. I don't know if we just pick a character or a certain theme and go for it because there is so much. And extra spoilers: we are probably going to be end up linking back to Across the Universe and A Million Suns in this because it's the final trilogy. Yeah, make sure you make sure you go and listen to those episodes or
0: to be prepared yeah. because whoa. <sighs> yeah. Shall so, we get the hate out of the way first? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate.
1: How horribly racist are the Earthborns? They're terrible.
0: They're terrible. God. They're awful. I'm like, ashamed. Every single one of them. I, right? It's shameful.
1: you you can't think, without Elder and his people, without the shipborns, you would never have gotten to Centauri Earth. You would never have been unfrozen. You owe your lives to these people to keep, you know, yeah, okay, Ryan killed a couple of you, but generally speaking, you have been kept safe by these people. And do you know what really, really got me? Hmm. A lot of them are pregnant ladies. They are going to be at least in the first trimester. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how fast their pregnancies may be. It may be different. Right. Because of the gen mods. But you have pregnant ladies sleeping on metal floors against walls and against each other. You don't even give up your sodding bedroll for these people because you are so... Selfish and racist. They had centuries to prepare. Oh, God, I wanted to slap her mother at that point. I know, and it's bad because I liked her mom. Generally speaking, she was okay. She acted more like the protective helicopter mom, you know, when she's seeing Amy and Alda. Like, I don't approve of this boy. Yeah, but then... Not because it's a boy, not because of... being a shipboard
0: right because because, and then like later when they're trying to force everyone back to the space station so they can go back to earth her mom understands she's not gonna go she's not gonna go back and then she dies and so does everyone else that was terrible
1: oh that was a horrible scene it was bullying but it's horrible same with Gof- Dr. Gupta's being eaten oh, by the pterodactyl. Tari- slurped up and just
0: perfectly complacent. Mm hmm. Oh, this is.
1: This is terrible, but that's but, okay. It was per- horrific. <laughs> per- horrific? Per- horrific. I needed to get the pet in there, but it was more than terrible. It was per- horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the ultimate hate has to be levelled at the colonel. The colonel is awful. Do you know? I'm sure we've said this in the bonus episode. The colonel's made to be this cuddly figure, Mm -hmm. like a dad. You don't know. I don't remember his name being said at all in books one and book two, but. You get this impression that he's just, you know, a caretaker dad. Yes, he's in the military, but, you know, he's not a, a military man. Yeah. He's just a dad. And he's yeah. going to look after her and listen to her. And they're going to have, you know, it's going to be, everything's going to be better with him there. And then when he wakes up and he's just awful. Yeah. Doesn't listen to her. Doesn't listen to Elder. Just gets on with how he thinks should things should be. And I get the fact that he is the highest ranking military officer there. But also to be a leader, you need to listen to your people and you need to learn and you need to communicate.
0: I wanna ask you a question about that. Hmm. You know how Orion was killing all the all the military people because he knew that, you know, they were just gonna use all the shipborns as slaves when they landed on the planet? Yeah. Do you think If any of those other higher-ranking people were still alive, the same stuff would have happened on the planet? Yes.
1: You do? Yeah. Because, was it two or three people were killed ahead of the colonel? Yeah, he
0: was like like sixth in line or something. Something like that. And...
1: I kind of think He would he, he he followed the mission. And if he wasn't as high ranking as the other the other senior officers would have been, why wouldn't they have followed the mission? Why would they be any different to him and listen to Amy? In fact it's probably Worse that he doesn't listen to him because it's his own daughter yeah. who's saying, I've been with these people for three months, I can help you. I need to explain a few things that's gone on so you can understand the situation better. Yeah. You know, they're not going they're gonna see the silly little girl. I mean he sees a silly little girl, but he sees his silly little girl as as his daughter, they're just gonna see somebody to be gotten rid of and say, Martin, get rid of your child, she's he- getting in the way.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's his daughter. He wants to protect her, so he wants to do what he thinks he needs to do to keep her safe. So maybe it would have been different if it was someone else, and she could actually say, "Hey, I've been here. You need to listen to what I'm saying." And so maybe they might have listened. It's or hard it to could say. Could have been a
1: lot worse. Could have been because could have been way worse. He he, kind of like. You know when they distributed the labor, they tried to go with people's skills. Used kids' knowledge of everybody to go with the skills. Who's mm-hmm. to say the other didn't? You know, wouldn't that's have. True. It's like there's a, a tool, going use it. Yeah.
0: Do you know what's? Do you know what's something else that's interesting to think about? Mm. Remember when Amy was first unfrozen, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, she's a freak, a oh, freak," and they were like super racist against her. And now it's just completely the other way around. Yeah, all the ship, all the shipborns are the, like they just want to survive, and the Earthborns are like oh, freaks, weirdos. Yeah. The but- lesson here basically is that everyone is terrible,
1: except for Elder. <laughs> everyone is terrible, and everyone is um, terrible. Excuse me. Everyone is terrible. Yes, but also. Why treat anybody differently? What What's the point? How does that serve you? It doesn't. No. So stop it. Stop it. Stop being garbage. Stop being garbage, people. <laughs> yeah. It just every time the colonel was on, I just got more and more infuriated. I know. And every time we got those little pieces of information coming out about the terrible situation, I got more and more angry. And it's like, yeah. The ruins are perfect size for humans because they were built by people. Yes. There's a fricking tarmac compound with a thumb pad that says human because it was built by people. It's b- built by people who want to take over a planet that doesn't belong to them. Oh, and stop calling native populations aliens because you're the frickin' aliens. Ugh. You're the invading force. Ugh. So shut up. Fuck off. Agreed. Agreed!
0: Rage. Rage. But it's like rage in the
1: best way. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that rage is satisfied. Yeah. It's fed and fed and fed until it's this fiery inferno. And then at the end, it can explode. Yes. And then you kind of go, ah, I feel better for that. Ah. Because the kernel is dead on the floor. Yes. And the weapon has been destroyed and Amy is
0: essentially a superhero
1: now yeah. <laughs> yay <laughs> do you know the um, Captain Davis's daughter yeah on the video feed I got major Japanese horror movie vibes from that you Ooh. know she's just sitting there you know what that I I had this image of her sitting there on like a bench or something or uh-huh. just in a chair and kind of just plain brown claws, you know, just very pl- head down, hair down yeah. and then looking up at the camera and then walking towards it and then just head just eyeballing it dead mm-hmm. and it just twists back and forth and I thought, mm-hmm. ooh, that would actually be a fairly good cosplay as well oh. Oh. because it's a bit creepy and oh. I do like it creepy. Oh. So I got major Japanese horror movie vibes from that. That's what I was saying. I mean I can do that. I can do that cosplay for you
0: that'd be perfect yeah mmm oof yes okay so what are the
1: non hateful <sighs> things um I really enjoyed it when Amy told the FRX at the end to fuck off yes <laughs> <laughs> and then Zane was in the background howling with laughter yeah that yeah, was I liked that, that too. was that was satisfying. Yeah, I enjoyed her getting injected. Actually, I know. Well, not I the love... actual process. Ooh, yeah, but I love <laughs> that she became a hybrid,
0: and it was like yes. instantaneous.
1: Yes,
0: dude, shoot but... up everybody with that stuff. Once you mm-hmm. know, like that, you can get rid of the phytus effects of it. You know, in case you're you don't have a super adrenal gland that kills it anyway. Like, shoot everybody up with it. Yeah. And then get rid of the finest and now everyone's super strong and super fast and got creepy
1: fucking eyes. Yeah. I can see all the stars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I very much enjoyed that. I really, really did. I'll, and on the audiobook as well, and during that, those scenes, after um, the, the tension builds up, it swaps between Elder and Amy so quickly. And then when Elder flies off after saying, sorry... Mm, I loved I mean, those
0: chapters. It was just nothing. So well
1: done, there was nothing there. Yes. It just did Elder's. The, the person who's narrating Elder's voice, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the, the narrator's name, and he just said, a, chapter 70. And then it would bring Amy's voice and be chapter 71, and then it would actually have the story, and it's like... <sighs> Yeah, I know
0: that we uh, we recorded our bonus episode that's, you know, released the same week. We actually did it last week and I I feel like I gushed about that scene to Beth Rebus. Or I mean not that scene, like those last chapters. I feel like I just gushed because
1: it was so well done. It was brilliant. It was so good. Well worth a listen to. So Very good. well worth a listen so to. So good.
0: I can't believe she hasn't listened to her own story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They were good. They
0: were good audiobooks.
1: They are. They are the very good examples of audiobooks. What did you think about Barty and the rest of the Godspeed people coming down to the planet, finally? I mean, (laughs) dude, it's either that
0: or commits suicide. So, I'm glad that they decided to come and didn't kill themselves i personally would have been a little wary getting on you know the murder ship
1: well i don't think he told them that it's the murder ship right that's a, right that's a salient piece of information i would probably miss out hey you know uh I people just dumped in, 499 bodies. they literally so, just died from poison in, in these boxes, you know, the, the right here, still be
0: warm. Oh,
1: do you them.
0: do you know what though? There's a lot of bodies floating around in in oh space my right now.
1: God, they've just cluttered that entire orbit. They have. haven't They, they have. It's gonna be glorious shooting stars is, later that is. night. That is what I was just gonna say.
0: It's gonna be beautiful <laughs> later. All almost five hundred of
1: them sparkling through the sky. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be all these like families and couples and stuff reunited, and they're gonna be standing there, that's more beautiful, and uh, this gorgeous Aww. shooting star scene is going to fill, fill the sky, sp- and they're gonna be oh, wish Aww. on the f- wish on the the shooting stars. Nope, no. corpses. No, no corpses. Wish on the corpses. <laughs> that one right there. That was your friend. Oh, That one right there. They were an asshole. Absolute racist. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. What what wish would you make
0: on a shooting corpse? On this planet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Survival. Survival. <laughs> gen mud, gen mud, gen mud.
0: <laughs> I would make a wish to be able to ride on a Pterodactyl. Or to have a hot pterodactyl boyfriend. boyfriend,
1: mm, that's the crossover we all
0: need. Hmm, it's mm, the fun mm. fiction of the week. It really is. You know, while I'm super excited that Elder survived, mm. you know, I I would have been okay if he hadn't, because it was super good storytelling there at the end. Like, holy shit, it was so good. So I would have been okay, because the way it was written, it was just perfectly done. And if he hadn't come back, Amy could have gotten a hot pterodactyl
1: boyfriend. Oh, Elder, you're getting in the way, man. I know. As long as she doesn't end up with Chris, because Chris isn't that Oh, Chris, I hate him. From the second he came on the scene and stomped on that alien footprint. Yeah, whoops. It's like, who the hell are you? Why is a 16-year-old, 17, 18-year-old, you know, in the military? That feels a bit young. I know it's possible, but it still feels a bit young. Yeah, doesn't
0: Amy think that he's like, he's like 21. So he is
1: mature.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then she also is like, dude, get away from me.
1: Oh, thankfully. Oh, awkward flirting though.
0: Oh, it was so bad. So but you know bad. what? He's an alien. He don't know how to flirt. He's an alien.
1: <laughs> it's like, I don't understand how Norby was like. Who are you?
0: Yeah, where would you come him? from? Like we thought, Amy was you know the only young person frozen, yeah. and who came with us. Who are you? Because uh-huh. you're also a young
1: person. Yeah. Nobody questions him. No, nobody at all. And, like, Elder's suspicious of her, but more because Chris is doing that awkward flirting thing with Amy. Yeah. And Amy's just going with the floor.
0: I love when she finally is like, dude, do not kiss me. I just fucked
1: Elder. Don't do it. I don't want you. I just fucked Elder, and I haven't had a shower yet. Mmm.
0: Do you know what's curious about that?
1: Mmm. Birth
0: control? Birth control. Now she's gonna have like a double hybrid baby. Cause she was injected.
1: Oh. Hmm. Oh. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. Man, we I are was... taking this
1: to terrible places. P- terrible, but, I mean. Do you know what I actually thought? What? I wondered if Elder was infertile because of him being a clone. Could be. He
0: could be. We don't know. However, because there's no one for him there would have there would not have been anyone for him to mate with, so they might have just
1: you know he might have been super fertile so well possibly so does that mean none of the leaders so now none of the eldest elders partook in the mating season? I'm sorry, but you can't I mean that would explain why eldest was not happy. Right because he never got to get his jollies off yes but also you know as people get older you know the the generation down that would be an acceptable yeah but that's weird that, um that feels yucky to me well it will be 20 years he would be 20 years a senior and if they're in their 20s 30s or 40s that's fine It's not a teenager yeah but it's still weird. <laughs> it's fine
0: but I don't like it
1: well I think to be honest we're having this debate and it is sort of mo- moot given something Beth Revis says in the bonus episode which I'm not going to tell you you have to go this this episode
0: yes everyone make sure you go and listen to the bonus episode it's really important Ha! <laughs> it's really important
1: okay what else nice. I need to ask you your opinions on Orion's death.
0: Oh my gosh, he just melted into a like a goo. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, he's terrible. I was really sad when he melted.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> it was done brilliantly. Oh
0: I know. Oh it was bad, but like I can just imagine his Skin sloughing off, and, you know, he's he's blind because...
1: Cataract-style eyes as well, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. because,
0: you know, his eyes were open when they shoved him in that freezer and froze him without any sort of preparation at all. It was terrible. Ugh. Ooh, it
1: was (laughs) good, though. Oh, yeah. Oof. There's bloody clues. I mean, come on.
0: I know. Dude, goose. you're dying. Just tell them what's going on. Yeah. Don't send them off on another goose chase. You are literally melting in front of them. Just be like, hey, it's people who were there. Not aliens, not monsters. It's people.
1: And they're bad, and they're gonna try to kill you. I mean, was that that hard? What? No. That Mm-mm. This is the annoying thing. Like, Amy and Elder do a fantastic job of actually communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. They don't have lies. You know, I mean, it's, it's horrible as certain things are to tell the other. You know, Elder it confesses to Amy that he was the one who defrosted her. I mean, ultimately, we know it's Orion that did, the, did it. Right. But, you know, they have an open... Rela- re- communication with each other the only time i think amy keeps anything from elder is when he's up on godspeed she's on the planet he can do nothing so that's not concerning with something he can't
0: right help like,
1: with he because really he's
0: busy yeah he really needs to focus on what he's doing
1: <laughs> exactly so and that's fine that's completely understandable and excusable but the talk the constantly talk i mean. Even when Amy said, I'm not, I was really disappointed that you weren't there when I woke up. And I was like, yeah, sorry. And then later said, actually, it was your daddy kept us aware. I want, I, I you should know. Yeah. And it, that was lovely. And it was the fact it that we really had was. that communication. But they're, they're literally the only people who were communicating in this entire series. Yeah. Everything else is lies. Secrets. Half-truths. Terrible. Misdirections. Mm. Bloody Orion and his clues. Just... Just tell people. And let them make an informed decision. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Do you know what... You know how earlier we were talking about how we really liked when... Elder's chapters didn't exist. Mm Because we thought he was exploded. I really liked the scene of him getting to godspeed and he's there and he's like okay i can just see him he's like i was there went out in space before had a spacesuit, but couldn't breathe i can do it again i can do it again he's like how long can i hold my breath and then he he's like "Ah, oh, shit 20 seconds how long can i hold my breath try again oh fuck 30 seconds okay i can do it i can do it i can do it <laughs> like oh man so bad and then you know what it takes longer than 30 seconds and Barty was like "Whoa." Well, you said wait thirty seconds before I open the door, and then nothing happened. So I waited a few more seconds and then opened the door anyway because yikes! <laughs> Thank you, Barty. <laughs> thanks, Barty. We had we kind of hate your guts out, but thanks, thanks for opening that door. <laughs> and while you were unconscious,
1: I shoved a kick on your face. Ooh, yeah! Welcome back, Elder. <laughs> hey, glad glad you're here. To to all credit to Barty, the one that, in the third one. He wasn't the asshole, he wasn't the second no. one. No. He listened, he followed, he made recommendations, it was fine. Yeah. So I'm okay with that.
0: Still got his milkshake though. I would still I would still have the Barty's Rebellion. Oh, yes.
1: Gosh, yes. Yeah. Hells yes. I really fancy a proper milkshake. It's been so long since mm. I've had a proper milkshake. Yeah. But now we need a I cake. I finally remembered that restaurant, though, what it was called in oh, Disney yeah? World. Oh, yeah? Sci-fi In. Oh, that's
0: that's practically Barney's Rebellion it's perfect. restaurant. It's,
1: it's designed like a drive-in movie theater. So the tables are seats, they're cars, and you sit two by two mm. in the cars. And that's then funny. you watch um, black and white B-movie sci-fi trailers That's like, really like, fun Like The Thing and The Bob And yeah, you watch those that's And really it's fun. just delightful And they have amazing burgers and milkshakes That's really fun And that's what Barty's Rebellion Is going to look like
0: Yep Um.
1: Do you have a favourite character? <sighs> Elder, probably I also really like Kit in this one Mmm, yeah she she, I mean we've not talked about her at all, but there were the um Earthborn doctors actually were the only ones who really were receptive to anybody from the ship, and you know they listened to Kit Doctor. Was it Goering? I can't remember. The doctor who got eaten. Sorry, Gupta. Doctor Gupta. Doctor Do- Gupta. Um. He was the only one who was listen. Who would like properly give k- time of day, and he gave her a lab coat. Yeah. And she was so happy she got this lab coat, and she kept all of the patches in, and you know, it was she was so proud of it, and she actually had that that link. You know, she was she was forming that connection with the other the other the half of the crew, effectively. You know, the yeah. Call the name. I thought that was really sweet, and she really kind of excelled realizing. Yeah, she was studying under Doc on Godspeed, but she's capable herself. Yeah. And I really like that.
0: Yeah, but R. then...
1: R.I.P. kid. Yeah. Bloody hybrids killing up one. I know, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> everyone's terrible. Everyone's terrible, you don't have a favourite character.
0: No, I do, I do. I mean, Elder is my favourite character, but I think we all mm-hmm. know that, and the melted puddle of Orion.
1: Yeah, I'm glad Amy. Um, Amy was frustrating in in A Million Sons. She really frustrated me, but she's redeemed herself. Oh yeah, in Shades of Earth. Yeah, very it's... much so.
0: And then she becomes a superhuman. <laughs> it's even better because I mean, superpowers. It's awesome.
1: Out of somewhere, somebody pulls a Wonder Woman costume out for her, and she just keeps standing there with her hands on her hips. Yes. are just staring off into the distance. Yes. And wind in her hair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a good ending. It really was. It was a really good ending. <laughs> Did you have any surprises? Really, really just that Elder survived. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, so many people died, so why not one more?
1: <laughs> well exactly. We do like it when the authors aren't afraid to kill off characters. We do. This mm. is this is probably the highest death toll we've read in a while, if not at all. Have we read anything with a war? Because I'm literally thinking that's the only thing that could... Yeah. I mean, four
0: four hundred 499 in one go was huge. And there was
1: a handful before then, too. Mm. Yes. It's a lot. I do wonder how many on Godspeed who took the Black Patch. Mm. You know...
0: There was... There were a couple of thousand on godspeed right and there was only room for 500 on the way back well 501 because Barty's driving it and 800 ish or so went down to centauri earth the first time so i mean that's that's a goodly amount of people that uh that were not on that ship Oof. Um Yikes.
1: Were were you surprised by anything? How long it took Amy to realise there was anything hinky about Chris? I mean literally the red flags, the alarm bells were going for me from the second he was in the book. Right. It's like hello Took forever. Yeah. It's pretty much it. hate that I'm guy, I'm not though. that surprised that it turns out our dad was an asshat.
0: Mm, no. He's like the worst kind of military people. Yeah. All of these military people are the worst kind of military people, though.
1: hmm The only redeemable one was probably Emma, because she tried <laughs> to point them in the right direction. Yeah, and she's like, hey, you don't
0: have to listen. You don't have to listen to this. Go on.
1: Take this cube. <laughs> But also, it's a solar battery made of glass, and the first colonists are here, and they've been enslaved. Here's some proof. Yeah. Go and read The
0: Little Prince. Wait, no, that's not right. She didn't say that.
1: (laughs) She might as well have. That's true. She just loved this glass cube idea. went Don't listen to the military. There you go.
0: God damn it. Mm. Is it time?
1: It is time. Is it time? Is it's it time? Ti- is it time?
0: Is it time? Is it time? It's it time. It's time. <laughs> what? Would you, father! Oh, oh, oh. Do you know what those pew pew sounds are this time? Mm. Corpse stars. Yes. Shooting Excuse corpses. Yes. Shooting corpses or corpse stars? Maybe that should be a would you rather. What's that add in another one. Would you rather be a shooting corpse or a corpse star? It's the same thing and you're dead. What's, what are the real questions that we have? I have
1: no idea. Not anymore. the fake
0: one. Not the fake
1: one. Uh, we asked on social media <laughs> Would you rather go down to Centauri Earth even though there are monsters there? That all the military weapons you possess aren't powerful enough to kill or stay on Godspeed. Even though most of the ship is destroyed, food supplies are low and quality of life is poor. Would you rather stay or would you rather go? I'll stop singing now. On Facebook, 40% are going to Centauri Earth and 60% are staying on Godspeed on instagram it was 52% to go and 48% to stay on twitter 76% to go and 24% to stay and on tiktok 80% to go and 20% to stay yeah yeah and we have lots of comments we do brie tart on instagram says i'm going Odds of survival on the foreign planet are slightly higher. You have a whole globe to run and hide from monsters, but a spaceship only has so many places to do that. When the crew inevitably resorts to cannibalism once (laughs) supplies run out, I'm glad our first comment goes straight to cannibalism. I know
0: it's perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: Oh, a retard. So good.
1: Everything about retard is awesome. Yes, go and check out her fan art on our social media. Oh
0: yeah, it's she drew us. Of... We're so cute. I'm still I just keep looking at it and smiling. I know, it's wonderful. <laughs> okay. Constance Ditman on Instagram said, I'm not gonna sing the Teen Titans song. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. When there's trouble you know who to call. Teen Titans. From their tower. They can see it all. Teen Titans. When there's evil on the attack, you can rest knowing they've got your back. Cuz when the world needs heroes on patrol, Teen Titans go.
1: Did she put the whole thing in there just to say the word go? I think I think that she did.
0: I think that she did. But you know what's even better?
1: There's another one.
0: Is there other comment? Her other comment on Facebook. This one I will sing. It's a whole new where we live in. Do-do-do-do-do-do. It's a whole new way to see. Do-do-do-do-do. It's a whole new place with a belly
1: band. But just <laughs> still still gotta, gotta catch, catch them,
0: them all. all.
1: And be the I'll best be the that, best you, best you,
0: that can. you can be.
1: <laughs> the Jour Tour song is my jam. I know all the words to this one. Oh, I know, it's so good. I put it on and have a kitchen dance party all the time. I love all the songs from Pokemon. It's just amazing. Whenever I'm feeling really crappy, I put a Pokemon album on. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. Thanks just for that. Cheap me up.
0: Yeah. Very good.
1: God, neither of us can sing and we just love that one. I know, it's really good. I'd have to go back and do that one again. <laughs> Anywho. L20Kev on Instagram says, hmm, the shortage of food on the ship could be a problem, and unfortunately, humans don't do well copaphrasia. So pick the Earth, and this is why, and also how I see my life played out, beginning to end, from once I land on the planet. I'd first look for some twin shackles to kill all of the monsters, and then I'd look for a job at a Victorian museum. <laughs> I'd meet a love interest that also works there that I can take on a first date to a wind farm. If I got bored, I'd just magic myself into a medieval vampire so I can go back to school when i get bullied and end up peeing my pants in front of my friend (laughs) who happens to be wearing a human skin suit. The only solution out of it would be to join the local vampire cult just so I could burn it down and have finally accomplished my true desire to be a vampire, vampire hunter.
0: I'm pretty sure that sums up every See. episode of fictional hangover that has ever existed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. All wrapped up in one. And we do know one. that L20 curve loves a callback and fecal matter.
0: I know. I was going to say, like, do we all, does everyone know what coprophagia is? That's It's when you eat your own poo, just so everyone knows. Yeah. It's when you eat your own poo. I know, but I love it so much. It's hilarious. It's terrible.
1: Just, just to see the way. I say it squeezes it in every week.
0: Oh, don't squeeze it in. Squeeze it in or squeeze it out. Both. <laughs> Books are forever on Instagram. It says, I'd vote go because, yes, the monsters might kill you and you can't really kill them, but... I'd rather go fighting to live than whatever the heck staying would look like. Plus, it will be a wonderful adventure, and you only have to outrun everyone else that you don't like
1: if the monsters do come. <laughs> Good answer. I'm not going to the same planet as books are forever because I'd be the best one. You'd, for you'd be the sacrificed. Monsters. You'd be sacrificed. Yes, because of it. I've got to run. Oh. <laughs> Colin on Facebook says, "I'd have to steer on board. At least there's a chance of getting somewhere a bit more cosmically groovy than the Bitey beastie Planet."
0: Oh, <laughs> Bitey beastie Planet! Yeah, <laughs> pointy teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what about TikTok? There are some good ones on TikTok. I'm really glad that tiktok for whatever reason didn't um censor this question like they apparently censored our last question so we actually like and shite i know frags freck, and shite we actually have responses this time um <laughs> smoke and ash lc said i'm a tame a kaiju and ride it like a pony <laughs> that might be my
1: favorite comment ever
0: I know it's really good, especially because it's spelled that way. I'm a, I'm a tame I ride it like a pony. it's Really good. Damn, that's a t-shirt. Yes, but it's a giant pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Yes,
1: it has to be a pterodactyl. Yeah, the point of the Wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At Dakota P1228 says, I've watched enough Survivor Man with my husband to maybe know how to survive on this new planet. I have to at least try.
0: (laughs) Do you know how you can try, Dakota P1228? (laughs) Taye (sighs) McAdoo.
1: So what are you doing? Oh, um... Yeah, I'm probably gonna go at the planet. Right. I, I I mean, to be fair though, we get to the would you rather's, and our 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 point of view is skewed by full knowledge of what's happened in the books. That's true. And I know if I stay on the 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 ship, it's it's gonna explode in three days. So. So you're gonna be on the planet anyway, unless you black patch yourself. Yeah, and I'm not black patching myself, so I don't know. I just think you've come all this way, you've spent all, all that time has happened, so many people have died, or the rebellion, all of this, all of this shit has happened for you not to go on the planet. I think you've got to at least try, right? I'm definitely going to the planet, you got to, you got to do it. And if you get eaten by a pterodactyl, then it's a circle of life. It's true. But like,
0: what if you what if you go to the planet and then you can have a hot pterodactyl
1: boyfriend, maybe? Well exactly. If that's a if that's a possibility and we didn't actually state that wasn't a possibility in the wood you are there. Right. Why wouldn't you have a hot pterodactyl boyfriend? Why wouldn't you? Backpack? Why wouldn't you?
0: Exactly. You should. Everyone go and listen to the Hot Tear Dr. Boyfriend episode. <laughs> it was a while ago, but you can find it. Go, it was go August
1: it. last year. It was. It was. It was your birthday episode. <laughs> it was my birthday episode. I think it was, it's like episode 98 or 99, because we had the live.
0: We did have the live, live after. shortly after that.
1: Mm. Everyone go but. listen to
0: Hot Tear Dr. Boyfriend. Yes.
1: <laughs> and you can see us with our purple noses. Oh,
0: yes, our purple noses also we had birthday hats on i
1: think we definitely did and there was a cake it was like we had
0: cupcakes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay next question (laughs) would you rather keep orbiting a planet but you need to drug your people into submission or make landfall and risk enslavement Oh shit. (laughs) These aren't good options.
1: Would you like a terrible option one or a terrible option two? Mm. Mm. Make landfall and risk enslavement. Right. You've got numbers on your side, you've got your cognitive ability on your side. If you are Captain Davis, you make preparations before you go down. You know, if you can, in some way, shape, or form, access the armory, Mm -hmm. that's already on Godspeed, or make weapons in some way, shape, or form, you know, who doesn't love a homemade Molotov cocktail? Do it. Do that.
0: Look, it's, it's just like you said a minute ago, knowing what we know after the fact, like, I wouldn't... A bunch of bad shit happened on Godspeed. A bunch. So I would definitely. I would definitely try to. Risk the landfall. Because so much bad stuff happened. I would say probably though. You know if we're thinking. If we're thinking of. Like as. The plague eldest. Mm. In our Technicolor dream coat. You know I might. If I believed that Godspeed could last, which at the time they did, you know, it it can last almost indefinitely, I might have stayed, because he's making that decision to keep his people safe. And, you know, it's just like Elder closing the blast doors, you know, you're probably going to keep more people alive.
1: What about, I don't want to do an option C, but the other option for me would be stay orbiting the planet... Get yourself in a good prepared situation. Yes, everybody's already voted to landfall, but who's to say you have to landfall right now? Yeah, can we and prepare? Tell, exactly, tell people the situation, don't hide it from them. But this is going a little bit further into this what I was thinking about as the Captain Davis videos were being played what's the difference in the FRX enslaving people for labour? To Captain Davis enslaving people's minds to keep them on the ship. Yeah. It's not Regardless, good. the free will has been taken away. Yeah. There be it's different it's a different form of enslavement, it seems like to me.
0: Yeah. But and not every t-
1: Not everyone was fightist. No. But also if you are going to take the time to change the FIDAS drug to work for your purposes, then why wouldn't you take the time to change the FIDAS drug to... You know, they had the inhibitor. They Mm. knew how to get rid of it. So why wouldn't you brew that and use that straight away? Or, you know, use the FIDAS as your own biological weapon. Yeah. I'm just saying there's multiple options, but if I've given those two... I'm going to risk the enslavement, but I'm going to risk the enslavement with a little bit of preparation and get that person who's in red on board and yeah. basically get them to try and help me to to prepare the people and say, yeah, we'll do it, yeah. we'll do it, but we need to do this first. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have to pick options either. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Question three. Would you rather be a first colonist... Shipborn, or an Earthborn. Out of how
0: Frexing shity all of these people are, the shipborns are the least terrible, but terrible. So I'm gonna be a shipborn, cause the first colonists, I mean, they're they're enslaved, and it's terrible, but terrible. And the Earthborns we know are terrible. Mm-hmm. Some of you shipborn.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Especially if I get a Technicolor Dreamcoat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous darling.
0: Mm. Would you rather kill all the inhabitants on the planet that you've landed on and claim it as your own? Or. Try for a peaceful cohabitation, even when some of the beings there try to kill you.
1: I'm not really one for committing genocide. Genocide! Genocide! Ooh. (laughs) No, I'm not really one for committing genocide, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Try and go for peaceful cohabitation, even when some of them are trying to kill me. Right, because it's a very good chance some of my population are trying to kill them. Yeah, so it's just fairness, really. Just
0: you can never pick genocide.
1: No, no, genocide is not really an option.
0: No, I feel like even though we have one more question left, I want to go ahead and direct people to the bonus episode
1: <laughs>
0: because since we did we did this out of order, we changed up everything and. We talked to Beth Revis out of order. Normally we save our author chats for after we record all three of our, or all of our episodes based on their, their books. But this time we did it differently. And instead of asking Beth all of these questions and including her responses in our, in our episode, like we normally do, we asked her five questions from all of our episodes and This one went awry.
1: (laughs) So everyone make sure.
0: That is so diplomatic. (laughs) Everyone make sure you check out the bonus episode. It's really, really important.
1: It went awry, but not in a terrible way. (laughs) Okay. What's our last question? (laughs) Would you rather take hybrid gen mod with the potential Fidus effects or not. And so basic. Are you being a potential superhero or a basic bitch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you have to be a superhero, right? If you yes! have the option to be a superhero, you have to be a superhero. This is a question is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: we specialize in the ridiculous
0: we do we really do i'm pretty sure like every single question we ask this time we answer the same way every single time <laughs> but you know what we can ask our extra one we can ask our bonus one would you rather be a what a shooting corpse or a corpse star which one are you? which one do you pick
1: corpse star sounds glamorous it does it sounds almost like a superhero name It does. And can I have the the technical Dream Court drag queen robes that Eldest wears as well? Even though it doesn't make him very happy. It'll make me very happy.
0: Yes, you can. Thank you. You can. (laughs) Yikes. That's the end of Would You Rather. Oh my gosh, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, everyone go check out the bonus episode because.
1: (laughs) Beth Levis not only joins our ridiculous train. She takes the controls at once. She
0: does. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. She's wonderful. She's so great. Oh, God, yeah. I love when we have authors on. I love them. I love every single one of them so much.
1: She's scary talented as well. I know. Oh, And the bit about the characters and... Yep. I'm not... Yeah. Okay, next. Next, favorite final thought quote. Oh, th- th- this is the one—the one thing I have about this trilogy is there's nothing ridiculous I can pluck out and say, and you know, as a one for fun. The, I had are... one.
0: I had one last time. Remember, you died a little. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I and only I liked that one because I said that in another episode,
1: and it was interesting. True. I should have plucked the cake out of the party, and I didn't. But to be fair. A lot of my summaries do have direct quotes from the book because yeah. they're too good not to include. That's so, true. you know, please see summary. Um, I do have two, um, and more because of the sentiments behind them and the actual meanings. So, it's because, yeah, the, this, this book has some fantastic sound bites. This entire series does. So and very wise words to live by. Okay, so my two are, but death doesn't work like that it doesn't care if someone loves you doesn't want you to go it just takes, it takes, it takes until eventually you have nothing left (sighs) Yep. and my second one is, we all die someday maybe the only thing that makes that fact bearable is the idea that death is the only way we can return to the stars corpse stars sorry I really
0: but you're beautiful. It's terrible. It's very terrible. What have you got? What is in our hearts is real, whether we name it or let it exist only in darkness or silence. And who are the real monsters? Your dad is a monster. Mm. (laughs) Yep. Those are my quotes. That's him. him. Alright. If you liked this, try this. Uh, I'm going to recommend
1: some kind of steampunk sci-fi for you this week.
0: Oh, interesting. Ooh, that makes me excited because... um, Spoiler alert, everyone, for like five minutes in the future, the indie spotlight that I picked for this week is steampunk.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called Retribution Falls by Chris Wooding. Okay. And some from Goodreads. Freer is the captain of the J, leader of a small and highly dysfunctional band of layabouts. An inveterate womanizer and rogue, he and his gang make a living on the wrong side of the law avoiding the heavily armed flying frigates of the coalition navy with their trio of ragged fighter craft they run contraband rob airships and generally make a nuisance of themselves so a hot tip on a cargo freighter loaded with valuables seems like a great prospect for an easy heist and a fast book until the heist goes wrong and oh. the freighter explodes oh no what one Suddenly, Frey isn't just a nuisance anymore. He's public enemy number one, with the Coalition Navy on his tail and contractors hired to take him down. But Frey knows something they don't. That freighter was rigged to blow, and Frey has been framed to take the fall. If he wants to prove it, he's going to have to catch the real culprit. He must face liars and lovers, dogfights and gunfights, dukes and demons. Going to take all of his criminal talents to prove he's not the criminal I think he is.
0: Oh, a double criminal.
1: It's very firefly-ish. That's fine. Which, if you're listening to the bonus episode. <laughs>
0: Everyone go and listen to the bonus episode.
1: There's links there too. So yeah.
0: Everyone go and listen to it. <laughs> I think I think
1: I'm oh, being too subtle. What is your recommendation, my dear?
0: My recommendation is Binti by Nettie Okafor. And this is from Book Riot. When Binti gets accepted to Uzma University, where the cream of the crop in all the universe go to study, she hightails it, leaving friends and family behind to claim her future. But a host of problems, namely alien space pirates intrudes on her journey through space to the next leg of her life just as she's getting acclimated binti has to use every tool in her kit including her smarts and capacity for empathy to bridge a gap between civilizations sound Ooh. sound familiar Ooh. hopefully binti is more successful because there was kind, there was kind of a lot of deaths in, in this one. Yeah, I
1: literally just wrote that. So many, so many deaths. So many deaths. So many deaths all the time. Indie Spotlight. Yes, I was. I was promised something steampunky. Yes, yes, by Past Amanda.
0: I know by Amanda from five minutes ago. Five minutes ago-ish. So the indie spotlight that I picked this week. Is called The Vitruvian Heir by L.S. Kilroy. Welcome to Vitruvia. In a nightmarish future, one girl holds the key to rebellion.
1: <laughs>
0: Society has regressed to Victorian standards and a patriarchal dominion. Women uh. have slowly lost their rights, and Lorelei Featherston... An aristocrat with a forbidden talent for writing inherits <laughs> a powerful legacy that can set her free. Though running from her wedding to gentle Gideon, a childhood confidant, is a risk that may not be worth taking. But this isn't her only dilemma. Her heart has always been with Fallon, the brooding ward of the current emperor and heir to the Vitruvian throne, and she's finding it harder to resist his melancholy charms. Will she escape to carve out a new life, or accept her role as a dutiful wife? When her free-spirited friend, Sawyer, comes to her one night in grave danger, Lore is forced to make a fateful choice. In the bordering nation of Hopespoke, women are free! Ooh. And, according to legend, an enigmatic woman runs a squadron of lethal debutantes and is always on the lookout for new recruits. Yes! <laughs> From mysterious woodland strangers and underground clubs to spectacular feats in a clandestine rebellion, discover what happens when their worlds collide.
1: That sounds great. Doesn't it sound
0: like so much fun?
1: That sounds like a roaring adventure.
0: I know. Nice. All right. So that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Go and listen to the bonus episode. The bonus episode. The yes. bonus episode. <laughs> Definitely. Join us next time as we discuss The Threat Below by Jason Latshaw. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise, and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book.
1: can find us at fictionalhangover.com follow us on instagram at fictional hangover find us on facebook at facebook.com slash fictional hangover and on twitter at fictional hangover no er if you like this episode check out our others and rate review and subscribe so you don't miss out and finally special thanks to liz emerson for our music you can find her on facebook and patreon thanks for listening